Okay. I oh. like it a lot. Is this a little Warren Zevon? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. But this doesn't sound like the normal Warren Zevon. Not at all. Oh. <laughs> Taking a couple liberties. Interesting. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. <laughs> all right, there he is. Walk through the streets of Soho in the rain. Zevon who? I'm in now. <laughs> Place called Lee Ho. Gonna get himself a big dish of beef chow mein. Bum, bum. Oh, Werewolves of London. London. I love the rhythm he goes for that. Yeah. He's like, we have to hit the rhythm. <laughs> Werewolves of London. London. Oh, <laughs> it's man. Like Irish. <laughs> Werewolves of London. Ow. Welcome to the Parahead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. I'm Patrick McDonald. This is your podcast for all things Jimmy Buffett. All things Jimmy Buffett. Including Jimmy Buffett's movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including movies he's like actively involved he's in. He's actively involved in that he produced. Yes. That he, uh, his daughter was the music supervisor on. Yes. He was acting in it. He yes. wrote music for it. Yes. He was heavily involved in this film. Heavily involved. We're of course talking about the 2006 classic. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Movie. I think they thought it would have been a classic. <laughs> it was called Hoot, guys, and we're talking about that today on the podcast. It was called Hoot. Um, <laughs> I am so excited about this episode. You are. I have been wanting to do this episode for a long time. Oh, my God. Because I think I mentioned it on the show maybe like a year ago at this point, but I remember my dad being so excited for this movie that he took my entire family to the theater to go see it. No and way. Keep keep in mind, Lauren, my sister and I, we were uh, we were past the demo of this movie. Okay. <laughs> at this okay. point, this is 2006, I believe, right? Okay. Yeah. So uh, we are not uh, quite young enough to have fun during this movie. <laughs> We're sitting there, and like Jimmy's in like three scenes, maybe. Yes. <laughs> and there's some new music in there, so it's fine. He produced mm-hmm. it fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a theater experience, not great. Not great. <laughs> not super. Not a hit, huh? Not a hit. Uh, wait, you were six? I think this movie was for you. I know it was 2006 when oh, it came out. I was. You were like you were like 15 or 16. Yeah. So you were wait. You were just too old. I was too old. Yeah. I no, was. Was your sister old. older? She's, she's a year a, younger than me. She's a year younger, so she's like 14 or 15. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> not not quite. No, that's not great. And also your dad being like, we got to go see this family film. Yeah, we got to go see it. We got to go see it. It's my dad, my mom, me and my sister. We oh went to uh, the theater in Reston Town Center. Wow. And there was like three other people there from okay. what I remember. It was empty. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're going to dive into this movie. We're going to talk about all of wait. the intricacies it's gonna be fun. The way I know this movie okay. is that the book that it's based on, Carl Hyacin wrote the book. And, and this was like a well-renowned book. It was a right? well-renowned book. It was a, it was an award winner. I believe it is mm-hmm. was the uh, a Newbery winner. And it was it went around uh, 2002. It was all over the elementary schools. All the kids were reading it. Okay. And I believe that was the year that we read all the Newbery books. Like I was in charge of reading all the Newbery books. Okay. And I believe I read the book, but it has a very to me a very iconic elementary school cover. It was a purple book with mm. like a little owl's face on it. Sure. And I was like, oh, I know this book. Everyone yeah. knew this book. And the- every oh, the, every like to me in my mind, every girl mm-hmm. owned this book. I don't know if I read this. Really. 
I, I, think I, I feel like it. it's something I probably should have read or mm-hmm. would have read, but I don't know if, if it ever made its way to my school. Well, it should have because <laughs> it was, was a classic. It, do you remember it being good? I think it was good. I, think, I remember reading it and being like, well, it happened. <laughs> I also yeah. think for some reason that was maybe the year that I was like, like oh, I'm overwhelmed with books. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that was my life. Yeah. Books were my life and I was overwhelmed. I was doing too much. I was reading too many books and they were all bleeding together. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you as just like a school student. You're in your room and you're just surrounded by books and you're just like stressing out. Just stressed out. You have a you, you have like a flashlight under the covers. And oh you have like God. 15 books around you. You're sweating. <laughs> just I gotta finish these books Ugh. by Wednesday. I gotta get through these books. <laughs> I am overwhelmed. I vividly remember the book uh, Holes. Oh, Holes was like the one that sticks in my mind. Uh, Holes was a great book. Holes was a great Holes book. Holes was a classic. Yeah, yeah. And the movie wasn't bad either. No, I liked it. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, 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 John Voight. Yes. Yeah. Who was the, the female in that? Oh. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver was in that. She was great. Yes. She was yeah. amazing. Yeah, really, really good. Um, so <laughs> very excited so to talk excited about it. So you're excited to Hoop. chat about it. I'm excited to chat about Hoop. First, I want to just do a quick little check-in. Oh, How great. are things going in Patrick's world? Ugh, in my world, Ryan, you know, they're going well. Yeah. You know, I have to apologize. Last week, uh, we talked about it on Twitter. I did miss our recording. Yes. Uh, walk us through what happened. Well, so <laughs> I, I was out at a friend's birthday party. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little older and, and yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not the young 25 year old Buffett listener I once was, mm-hmm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. 27 now. Things have changed. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was out at a friend's birthday, uh, really good friend of mine. Uh, some might say my best friend. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. were out. It was a, it was a big party. She threw, she threw a bunch of, uh, a, a great festivity. She uh-huh. threw a great festivity. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having trouble talking about it. There was cupcakes, there was Popeye's chicken, everything was there. Amazing, I love that. It went until about 4.30 in the morning. Mm. That's a late I, party. Yes, and then I had to shoot a, fr- uh, a friend's uh, short film mm-hmm. in Newport at 7 in the morning. Yeah, so which I is got, which about how far from where we are? Uh, it was about an hour from where we are. Yeah. So I got about two hours of sleep, mm-hmm. and then I got up and I made it. I succeeded. And then I came back and right. we record ours at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, okay? yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get the authentic experience, you can turn this on on 2 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> and we'll be talking right <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. You that's can just right. imagine as we're here. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, of course, I came back at 11, and I said I have about an hour to sleep, and then I can... Uh, buff up my Buffett materials and I can get to the podcast recording session. Uh-huh. Uh, I woke up at 3.45, everybody. <laughs> 3.45 p.m. Um, uh, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, you felt so bad. Horrible. I felt bad. I felt bad for how bad that you felt because it honestly wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, I was so upset, though. You sent me like five texts in a row saying, like, oh how God. sorry I'm you so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, what a nightmare! Oh um, man, it was terrible. Yeah, um, and so that's how I've been, you know, trying to catch up to uh, that horrible day that I had. Yes, and yeah. trying to, you know, when you really blow an obligation, sure. Uh, and you're a, a, a great, nice guy, so I knew you wouldn't be super mad. But it was kind of like <laughs> I did waste your time. You're a very busy person. You're the eh. head of a podcast network. Eh. You have a day job. Uh-huh. You have a dog, an uh-huh. unruly dog. You have a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you block yeah. this time out, and uh, I'll tell you what, I wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even worry about okay, it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, you know, I'm good. I'm just been good. just 
plugging away at my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you so got your one man show my coming up show, this week. It's coming up on Tuesday on Thursday. Yes. Yeah, so if you're listening to yeah. this on the day it comes out in two days. Yeah. Yeah. If March you're in the 22nd, LA area, March twenty second, yeah. Five thirty PM U C B Sunset Theater. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be called, a fun time. It's gonna be it's called Straight White Ally. Yeah, I love it. Uh yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. It's a uh, you know, it's about all the all the white men in the world and on Facebook who <laughs> yeah. maybe protest a little too much. I uh-huh. think that's the easiest way to talk Are about you it. excited? I'm really excited. I've never done a one-man show before. I know. This um, is going to be fun. It's very fun. It's 30 minutes of me talking. Yeah. Uh, but it's really fun. Great. It's really freeing and exciting. And hopefully very good things will come out of it. Yes. So I'm it'll very be good. excited. I also, I'm sending you right now, I have a... Uh, an apologetic these days in different ways, <laughs> <laughs> which I want to bring up. We got an answer to what these days in different ways meant. We did. Yes. Oh Remember my God. when that woman tagged us on these days in different ways on Facebook? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strange thing. Uh, someone on Facebook tagged us in a picture with like two kids, right? Yes. And they use the hashtag these, these days, days in, in different, different ways and tag the Parahead podcast. Yes. So very the odd. answer is guess who's behind it? Who? It's Lindsay Vaughn. Of course, of course oh, it's Lindsay my Vaughn. God. We're talking about her every episode recently. Yeah. <laughs> but she just wanted to shout us out and basically said, uh, uh, the f- here's a funny story. My mom was the one who tagged you in a Facebook post with these days in different ways. My family uses that saying now to talk about different points in time. That's so amazing. The original picture was my two brothers walking into the wedding for the rehearsal. I commented on it with the picture of her with my two brothers at their senior prom and captioned it these days in different ways. And she's hashtagged and tagged you guys. That's amazing. It's Great. So we, we've made it into a family's vernacular. We need to have the entire Vaughn family on yeah, the podcast. I don't even, but here's the thing. I also want to call out, Lindsay Vaughn has a million names on social media. Yeah, she, she does. She a million. Good for her. We can't track her. She's untraceable. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't even know if Vaughn is the last name of the of the Vaughn family. But we're going to call you the Vaughn. We should have them all on. We should fly out there. That'd be great. Where I'd be down they? for that. I Let have us, no idea. I'm sure you're going to listen to this. Let us know at about four or five in the morning when you first yes. listen to this podcast where you are, and we'll try to find our way out to you. Maybe oh, we'll yeah. meet you at the Margaritaville in Knoxville because I just assume you're close. <laughs> also, I love it. Uh, Jesse Lynn Norman on uh, the Twitter reached out to us and said uh, there are tickets that went up to Vegas on I think October twentieth. October twentieth. So he's going to be at MGM Grand in Vegas. Ooh, okay. Now, we're be, we're going to be coming we... back from Paris. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be tough. Listen, but, the GoFundMe for the Paris trip, I think, has eclipsed two hundred and seventy dollars. Wow! Oh, crazy! <laughs> this is wild, guys. Yeah. Be careful. We could got we could get a one way ticket uh, for bagels. Yeah, we could. On United. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, United. one way. <laughs> Don't take bagels anymore. <laughs> Um, uh, but Jesse Lynn Norman told us that her whole family just bought pre-sale tickets and rooms in Vegas. If we need a carpool from LA, let us know. We won't murder you if that's a plus. <laughs> and there will be snacks. So if we want a carpool with a uh, with a family of parrot heads. It always makes open. me feel better when someone says we won't murder you. We I promise. Know, as long as we know they. And won't also, murder there are us. snacks involved. Yes, there's snacks. I mean, I'll go anywhere where there are snacks. Yeah, me too. I'd be down to go to Vegas. Hey, I think we should go to Vegas. I think we should I go to Vegas. I love Vegas. <laughs> it's like a me- it's kind of a mini Mecca. If you can't go yes. to Paris, you go to Vegas. Exactly. Because there's a Paris in Vegas. Yes. <laughs> so what's the difference? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> um, but great. Yo, That's Ryan, amazing. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, I have uh, started running. Oh, fun. I started running last week, and I'm feeling good. 
cool. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling productive. Running is difficult. I'm doing fine. Do you call it jogging or do you call it running around? <laughs> I call it running around right oh, now. I knew yeah, it. I, knew it. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realize how heady I would get when I started running. Because yes. I would start running and be like, am I doing this right? And then I would stop. Oh. And then I would like walk for a little bit and I would start again. I'm like, I think that's right. I think I, that feels okay. And I would stop again, walk a little more and do it more. And the more I've done it, the more I've just gotten used to it. But I still am like very in my head about it. You're like, should I be running like this? Yes, You're exactly. So I've like done my fair share of Googling. Google has so many different answers. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, it's You're, bad. If you take too much input on running, you're going to end up looking like a real weirdo <laughs> so far i've been jumping around in circles okay. and moving forward i noticed there's a uh like a circle in your apartment have you left your house no okay yeah i'm that's correct right i'm no, doing no, no, it no, no? I, I, I don't know what you're looking up i don't I, i'm really wearing out this one portion of the floor <laughs> yeah, it's, i can see it's the man divot. below us yeah yeah and he's pissed oh he's very upset i've fallen <laughs> down there multiple times <laughs> uh i yeah you get in your head about exercise yeah very in my head so uh start doing that what else um that's about it i think that's about it that's oh great. um uh, I, I know we're going to talk about these days. I do want to plug. Uh, everyone should listen to the new Nathaniel Rayliff and the Night Sweats oh, album, yes. Tearing at the Seams. It is so good. Ooh. There are two songs uh, that are amazing and wonderful, and I think Parrotheads everywhere will love them. Oh, that's great. There's one called A Little Honey that's really good that has like a big horn section in it mm. that's super fun. Uh, it's great. Check you it know, out. I think Parrotheads love recommendations because, you know, we all love our uh, son of a son of a sailors. Yeah, of course. We all love our uh, manianas. Yes. Okay? Yeah. But it, it's really exciting when you tell someone a piece of music that other people are going to like. Yes, yes. And so I, I think, think for Parrotheads, really just like the ability to get out of the Buffett black hole for a second is... Just a second. Just a second. But just then second. dive right back in. Exactly. Because the water's warm and everything's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, well, let me show you my these days in different ways. Please, please, please. I'm excited about this I don't know one. if we've speak, spoken to this one. We've had so many. I think you would know if we've heard this I don't one. think we have. You don't think we've heard this one? No. You've seen the name already. Yes. She's about to play it. Um, I don't think we've listened to this one. And we'll know right away if if, if we have. I've yeah. listened to it because I've listened to all of them. <laughs> uh, have you listened to all repeating. of them I do so listen. You? I listen okay. to all of them. Uh, yeah, I've heard them all. Amazing. I love it. All right, let's check it out. Uh, so let's, this is, of course, folk and country music star superstar yeah pioneer of a lot of stuff glenn campbell uh and this is his version of these days it's gonna be great no we haven't done this one yet no, no this is a good one this one's a real good one
These days I seem to think about how all the changes came about my way. And I wonder if I'll see another high. That is amazing <laughs> it's an incredible version isn't it that might be my favorite so far <laughs> it's I, so good it i kind of chokes me up really really love it and also like i mean the 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 video that you, you uh that you sent me you sent me a youtube video and uh it's it's I, I think it's just something that like a fan threw together but there is footage of him in a studio singing yeah uh these days um but like paired with all of this, so 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 like the video is basically a a clip of him singing these days in a studio. Mm-hmm. But then there are also clips of him when he was much younger, oh. and it turns into a very just like contemplative it's song amazing. about like getting older yeah. and reminiscing about your life. And uh, yeah, that's really good. That's a great I like one. that a that's lot. That's a really good one, right? And he wrote that one in uh, two thousand nine. Okay. Uh, or he didn't write this. He, he did re- this in 2009. It. And uh, he passed away, I think, either last year or this Something year. like that, yeah. Um, recently. Uh, yeah, he passed away recently. And uh, so it's really cool to hear that. Because I like, yeah, it was last year. Um, and it, it, it just, yeah, it blows me away. Because yeah. like this song, too, you have to remember, Jackson Brown wrote this when he was 16 years old. That's insane. 16. That's and crazy. And then all these old men at the end of their lives sing, yeah. these so- <laughs> sing this song that a 16-year-old wrote. The amount of emotion that you have to have and the, the amount of like emotional intelligence that you have to have at 16 to write something that resonates with someone in their 70s yeah. is insane. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think there's just... Uh... A lot of resonance to that song. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool because I guess I was reading the YouTube comments, but somebody said Glenn Campbell never said he was a country star. He just said he was always just Glenn. He just sang whatever songs he wanted. I love and that. And he just, he's definitely like the the melancholy is there. It's almost like the nostalgia, the reminiscing is in that song. Mm-hmm. But he has this bold kind of trudging forward uh, confidence to his voice. Yeah. That is kind of like it's the past is the past and I'm here now. And it was like, there's something very almost weirdly positive about that version that I mm-hmm. really like. Yeah. I love that. It's a good version. That's my, that's what I got to offer. Also Solid choice. Just a heads up. I think it's about September, uh, at the Greek Jackson Brown is coming. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, you're going to go. We're going to go. I'm, I'm going to go full dad. I think I've got to go to Jackson Brown. <laughs> I would I gotta like to go. go to that. We should go. I'm down. It would be amazing. That I think sounds be great. An I would love that. Night. I would love that. The Greek is one of the great, the greatest theaters of in the world. I think the Greek is far and away my favorite venue to see a show at. It's so great. I think it's amazing. It's great. Um, as we close out the These Days segment, I would love to play a, a song from Tearing at the Seams. Ooh. The, little Nathaniel Rateliff. Little Nathaniel Rateliff. Yes. Uh, this is um, A Little Honey. This Ooh, is one okay, of the songs I was let's talking hear about. It. It's really, really good. I'm so excited. Oh, Definitely some Buffett similarities already. Yeah.
So good. It's so, so good. It's so accessible. It's great. I love it. Dang. The, the 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 more crazy that the world gets, and the more bad things that happen, uh, the more I want songs that I can just like dance to. Yes. And that's one of them. I feel the same way. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You I need love those it. releases. Yes, I agree. And that one's a really good. That's kind of like a. a kind of a stompy dance yeah which is something i can relate to yeah <laughs> i'm not the best dancer no. but i can move my body yeah, I, in a I weird goofy way push my feet into the ground yeah. <laughs> i can push him hard that's reminiscent of uh, what i look like when i'm running yes oh you're just I'm, stomping. I'm just like pushing my foot as far into the ground as i can everyone's like does that guy have like a bug infestation <laughs> What's going on? Like, is he just seeing a bunch of... Everybody's uh, mad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Patrick, let's talk about Hoot. Are we doing it? We're doing it. Are we getting into it? We can delay no further. Okay. Wow. Let's... let's, Okay. Let's do it. We are officially talking about Hoot. We're officially talking about Hoot. Overall impressions. Overall impressions. Well, let's talk a little bit about the history of it. Okay. History of Hoot. Yes. 2006. Yeah. It came out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh... That's all I know. <laughs> do we, how did it do? How did it do? Or what, what was it going up against? Oh, well, at box office, it looks like it made $8 million. Yeah. <laughs> which is, That's which a is poor opening weekend brutal. for a movie. Distribution, yeah. Theatrical release. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it opened in 42% of all screens. The production budget was $15 million. Okay. Um, it opened at number 10 in the U.S. Okay. And... and uh, the opening was three point four million dollars. Oof! For the opening. Oof! And it grossed eight million two hundred twenty-four thousand nine hundred ninety-eight dollars worldwide. For a kids movie, for too. For a kids movie. For a kids movie, like. For a kids movie. Kids kind of, movies usually do very well. Kind of rough. Yeah, a little rough. Um. Uh. Apparently, it is entered the collection of the Museum of Modern Art in 2009. I I don't know why. How? <laughs> it's at the moment now. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's a fact, and I don't know. Do they why. have like the DVD case and like? Yeah, a little... yeah. It's, it's right next to a Rothko. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, and then apparently DVD sales were uh, uh, more successful than box office. Okay, well that's good. Um, when it was released in August, it brought uh, two million dollars in uh, sales opening weekend, and then uh, it looks like overall it's made about ten million dollars in revenue. Okay. Including right. the $4 that I spent on Amazon to watch it. Yes. So we, we so gladly still, uh, contributed to the legacy. That's too. right. I like to think that when uh, when you and I clicked rent on, on Amazon, yes. that there was some guy that was looking at some computers like, wait a minute, that can't be right. Yes. The the the, the, the hoot thing saw like a tick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Beep, beep. Some computer like covered in dust in a corner. Yeah. Turned on yeah. when we did that. Like, huh? What? That's the hoot computer. <laughs> That's the hoot computer. That's the hoot computer. I can't say that. That's the hoot computer. There you go. Um, uh, I just noticed uh, it came out on May 5th, 2006. It was pushed back uh, from April 14th, 2006. Hmm. Um, 
because that weekend, uh, the only movies opening were Mission Impossible 3 and An American Haunting. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember An American Haunting. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> was that like Amityville Horror? Yeah, thing? it was right around when the Amityville Horror uh, it like was like a reboot. Uh-huh. Um, American so why would they... there was the haunting in Connecticut too? Sure, I remember that one. I remember that one. Why? Why would they push it though? That who has nothing to do with Mission Impossible or American Haunting? Yeah, it looks like uh, that they thought that that would be a good co- competition for the weekend. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it looks like it didn't do great. <laughs> no, uh, I would say so. But let's talk about the film itself. Yeah. Okay. okay? So um, <laughs> first <laughs> off, uh, the the overall story of this movie. So yeah. uh, just just the bare bones. Let's just walk through it. So Great. there is a it's it's uh, it follows the story of a young boy who also yep. narrates it. Roy Eberhardt. Roy Eberhardt. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. <laughs> That's the name of a child if ever I've heard one. <laughs> Roy Eberhardt. You're naming a kid to be old at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie is about Roy. Uh, his family moves from uh, Montana to. Coconut Cove, Florida. That's correct. Not sure if that's made up or if that's a real place. Coconut I Cove, Florida. I don't think it's real. I yeah. think it's made up. Yeah. Uh, moves from Montana to Coconut Cove, Florida. And throughout the movie, we see him just sort of uh, coming to terms with this move. Uh, it's not until uh, I wrote this down. It's not until 42 minutes in that we finally realize what this movie is actually about. Really? It's 40 minutes? <laughs> it's 42 minutes where we realize that the movie is about owl conservation and saving yes. these, uh, I forget what type of owls they are. They're like uh, um, uh, they're, they're burrowing owls. owls. Yeah, they're owls that burrow holes in the ground. They don't live in trees. They mm-hmm. live underground. Uh, and they uh, these these kids now have to save these burrowing owls yeah. from uh, this pancake corporation yeah. that's coming in to build a new pancake house. And I also have to bring up personally that this is an interesting time that we decided to watch Hoot mm. because in my life, and I'm not joking about this, I truly feel like I'm being followed by owls. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> nope, that's it. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, I, I, a few weeks ago, I saw an owl sitting in a palm tree on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. It swooped over me. Uh-huh. And then since then, almost every night I've heard an owl hoot near my house. Really? And I see owl uh, furniture and owl things on walls. <laughs> I ended up staying at the Twin Peaks room at this little kitschy hotel place in Idlewild a few weeks in, weekends ago. Uh-huh. And uh, there were a bunch of owls there. This is like borderline horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm being followed by owls. You're being Hitchcocked right now. I'm being Hitchcocked. I'm telling you, I hear them all the time. That's crazy. It's really weird. And so when I watch this movie, I'm like, whoa. Because you and I live like not even, like so close to each other. Probably about a mile and a half. A mile and a half. I have never seen an owl here. Really? At all. And like we live in like a nice like kind of yeah. like greenish area. Greenish. There's a lot of trees. We're, lot of trees. We're like right at the the foothills of Griffith Park, which yes. is one of the world's largest parks. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of wildlife in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm when I'm walking home, when I'm laying in That's bed, wild. I hear an owl hoot all the time, all oh the God. time. And I looked it up because I do believe sometimes in you know I like to believe in stuff. Sure. <laughs> You gotta hold I on to something. I choose to believe, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do believe there's uh, there's these cards that are like animal spirit cards, mm-hmm, so you can like mm-hmm. see who your animal spirit is. 
uh, spirit guide, animal spirit guide or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I looked up what the owl signifies. Ooh. And it signifies change. Change. Which is the most, it's what a load of bullshit. <laughs> Everything changed. Everything days change into night. <laughs> how how long have you been experiencing the owl phenomenon? About a month. Okay. So do you feel like there is some sort of shift coming in your life? Is are, are there possibilities in terms of like scripts or shows Ugh. or whatever? Friggin' hoping. <laughs> 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 God only knows if any of these owls have a manager. Let me know if any of them want to represent me. Let's uh, let's let's get on the horn. Oh, maybe it's it's the Paramount Owl. It's the Paramount Owl. It's Dan Owl. Dan Owl. He's an agent, mm -hmm. and I want him. He's giving me a look, which is nice. Uh, yeah, but I hope maybe I think so. I, a good change would be good. Uh, negative change, I wouldn't. Uh, necessarily enjoy, but I'd embrace it. Oh, that's it. true. A change could be a negative change. A change could be a negative change. You, you could lose an arm. Right, because when you do tarot cards, which I'm not always into. But I've done tarot, tarot cards, cards once. If you ever get the death card, the person who's always doing tarot for you is like, oh, don't worry, it doesn't mean you're going to die. <laughs> it just signifies change. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Change into being dead? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, uh, well, I hope yeah. everything is going to be okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I think it's going to be okay, but this is just another sign that owls are heavily in my life. Well, we need to track this then. Okay. So each week we're going to do an owl watch. <laughs> 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 owl watch. Every, our podcast is solely going to be us talking about Jimmy Buffett for three minutes, and then otherwise it's us <laughs> listening to these days talking about owls. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. I'm way into it. Oh, oh man. boy. Lindsay Vaughn, if you like it, let us know. Yeah, please. <laughs> and Brian, please. Yeah. <laughs> You're our friends. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get back into uh, this movie about owls. Yeah. So that is the the gist of the movie. That's the gist of it. A bunch of kids. You know, it's it's uh, it's Roy Eberhart and yep. uh, 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 a girl named Beatrice the Bear Leap. <laughs> the terrible, horrible nickname. <laughs> horrible nickname. Beatrice the Bear. Yeah, Beatrice uh, the Bear. Played by Academy Award winner Allison or Brie Larson. Yeah, I always screw that took, up. It took me like a solid 40 minutes to realize that that was Brie Larson. She didn't look like her at all, and no. then she started looking like her. It's yes, very it was weird. weird. And then, of course, there's uh, another character named Mullet Fingers. Mullet Fingers. Which is the big, the big thing that happens is uh, when Roy Eberhardt is being beat up on... on uh, the bus he sees mullet fingers running yes and he gets it becomes infatuated with this running kid and he has to find the running kid <laughs> which yeah. is to me like a weird like why are you obsessed with a kid who's running he's obsessed with him so much <laughs> that roy stops the school bus one day yeah. and runs out of the school bus which like a bus driver should never let that happen <laughs> no, why is that happening <laughs> it's like okay well this kid wants to get off there why you go off into this neighborhood and he starts running after Mullet Fingers. Mullet Fingers is like this, he's this barefoot kid who runs very fast. So I don't know why Roy thought that, oh, okay, I'll just chase him. Yeah. And then Barefoot and starts to play. And then Barefoot. Let's hear Barefoot. Well, here, Can yeah, you play yeah, us a little yeah, Barefoot? Let's listen to Barefoot. And this is the most uh, shoehorned song I've ever heard. Is in this a movie. an original Buffett song? It might be. Let me look it I'm up. not sure. So Roy is chasing Mullet Fingers. Give me from Alan Jackson. Everybody get on your feet. You make me nervous when you're in the seat. Take off your shoes and pat your feet. Doing a dance that can't be beat. Barefoot. Yeah, we're barefoot. Barefoot. I'm a 
child and I'm running without shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. It's very, very funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Barefooting. Barefooting. Oh, boy. And oh. then, of course, we haven't even talked about the uh, the other stars of uh, the movie. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Uh, one of my favorites, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. My... Uh... <laughs> One of the best lines in the movie, uh, uh, Luke Wilson is surveying the construction site for this new pancake house, and he steps in one of the holes for the burrowing house. They're setting it up for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he steps in the hole, and Luke Wilson says, what's the deal with these holes? And Tim Blake Nelson says, they're holes, all right? <laughs> and that's it. Classic dialogue. That's a classic joke. I couldn't punch that up if I tried. <laughs> they're holes, all right? Move on. Move on. Move oh, I on. I think I could do a good Tim Blake you Nelson. Did. That was great. I like that. thought you was a toad. <laughs> That's what I know Tim Blake Nelson from. From Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's my great. favorite film. We thought you was a we toad. you was a toad. <laughs> um, uh, of course, we have notorious uh, murderer of Natalie Wood, Robert Wagner. In yes, this. yes, yes. <laughs> Odd, very odd. <laughs> very odd. You know, he's been around. He's a legendary hero, but he also pushed Natalie Wood off a boat, and yep. I believe that. Yep. Which yep. is, yep. and it technically is Jimmy Buffett talk because guess what? It was on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that happens on a boat is automatically Buffett can. We can bring it up. Exactly. Yeah. You yep. got Neil Flynn, the janitor from Scrubs. Yes. And the dad yes. from the middle. Yes. He's the dad. Mm hmm. Classic dad. Classic dad. And then, of course, there is a big, big cameo. Mm hmm. By our man himself, Mr. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, Buffett, playing Mr. Ryan. Mr. Ryan. Mr. Uh, Ryan. Yes, Mr. Ryan, whose uh, character is just like, why? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's just like a, you know what I like? Uh, that scene where he says, manana. I wrote that down. Did you write it down? <laughs> says, JB says manana to his class. He's also a surfer. Yeah, he's also a surfer. I gotta go. You gotta uh, go. Hey, hey, Roy. What are you doing over here? <laughs> that's a really bad Jimmy Buffett at this point. Uh, I'm trying to find great. if there's any clips online of Jimmy Buffett. I'm sure there are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, one of my so like the, the, this movie starts. It starts with a montage of Roy in Montana. There yes. are like rolling hills. There's cattle. He's wearing a cowboy hat. He's talking about how much he loves Montana. They spend 30 seconds in Montana, mm -hmm. and then automatically just shifts to Florida. It's very charring, and it makes oh. no sense. It's they couldn't just start the movie saying, we just moved to Florida. Right. And, and also, there's no, like, um, uh, skills he took from Montana. Nope. There's no, like, whatever is going on. Because they call him Cowgirl for oh, yeah. most of the movie, yes. which is a problematic nickname. That's also a very problematic nickname. They call him Cowgirl. Beatrice the Bear even calls him Cowgirl. Oh, gosh. Who they become friends, and she still calls him Cowgirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's tough. She's, she's very rough tough. in this film. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to also say, the big thing that really struck, with, struck me about this movie is that uh, everyone's sweaty all the time. <laughs> yeah. It did make me feel very gross. It made me feel very gross. Like, I've seen this in a couple movies. For a movie with $1,500 budget, or $15 million budget, $1,500. Yeah. <laughs> my words are not my friend today. <laughs> with a $15 million budget, uh, you got, you can have fans. You can have fans. You, gotta you have, can have uh, wardrobe. Indoor. You can have wardrobe. Wardrobe <laughs> yeah. has to be looking out for those pit stains. Yes, absolutely. For I know we're being we're shooting in Florida in the summer. Uh -huh. It's very clear. Yep. 
it's too hot to make a movie if everyone looks like they're sweating too much. Yes. Sorry, Jimmy. Because you just look gross. Yes. Like, I don't think Tim Blake Nelson showered for the entire shoot. No. <laughs> I. You know what? I have to commend how hard he tried to uh, act in this movie. Same with Luke Wilson. Yes. They both, like, actively tried very hard. They really, really tried. I would definitely read an oral history of how this movie was made. <laughs> yeah. um, because... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Um, uh, yeah, it t- I'll tell you what, it got a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, uh, there is... It doesn't deserve that. <laughs> no. I wanted to bring this up. R- Roger Ebert, rest his soul, mm-hmm. gave Hoot 1.5 stars Oof. and included Hoot in his 2007 book, Your Movie Sucks. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he said... He had a book called Your Movie yeah, I Sucks. Guess. And what he said was, Hoot has its heart in the right place, but I have been unable to locate its brain. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so crazy. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and then and the kids, especially Mullet Fingers, are likable but not remotely believable. Yeah. What? Why is his name Mullet Fingers? His name is Mullet Fingers because he can grab uh, these small little fish with just like he can just oh, grab them out of the water. Called mullets. Called mullets. I, I, I oh, guess. Oh great, great, yeah. great, great. So th- there is a scene where. Roy and Mullet Fingers are starting to become friends. Okay. And I guess Roy just like goes with this kid on like an adventure for the day. Yeah. And they steal a boat at some point, okay. like a little like uh not not like a paddle boat, but like a little motor boat. Yeah. And they're going through uh I don't know where. And he says, You wanna know why people call me Mullet Fingers? And he just sticks his hand in the water and pulls out a fish. Wow. Yeah. It's very strange. Very Yeah. Very weird. I'd somehow missed that part. Yeah, it's I guess ve- I must very, have zoned out. Very strange. Um, I want to talk about so uh after like when roy jumps out of the school bus he's running towards mullet fingers he's doing a pretty good job keeping up mullet fingers uh runs onto a golf course Mm -hmm. and then jumps into uh just uh some 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 trees basically oh yeah he jumps in some trees roy chases him and comes across like this little tiny campsite Mm -hmm. spoiler alert yeah what are you doing i know you're right the biggest surprise of the movie (laughs) mullet fingers lives in a camp on a golf course so he sees his camp. It's yeah. surrounded by, you know, just like necessities. There's yeah. like a tent, I think, or like a sleeping bag or something. And then there's a bag. And he. <laughs> Roy picks up the bag, says, What's this? And then just instinctively turns the bag right side up. <laughs> and like five snakes fall out. A lot of snakes. A lot of snakes. Yeah, yeah. And he gets freaked out. Mullet Finger says, Just back up slowly, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then Mullet Fingers takes the bag that the snakes were in, puts it over Roy's head, blindfolds him, ties his hands behind his back, and kicks them k- kicks him out of the trees back onto the golf course. Yeah. Just makes him walk. Yeah. And then one of the craziest things in the movie happens. Mm-hmm. Roy gets loose from his tie and he takes off the takes off the sack thing and then he turns around he gets hit in the head <laughs> by a golf ball yeah and he wakes up and he's fine and he's fine people die that way people die that way it happens to roy twice in the movie <laughs> <laughs> happens to roy twice yeah roy eberhardt's got a hard head yes yeah it's really crazy that that's a plot point Yes. And it's like a funny joke that he keeps getting hit in the head with a golf ball. Because the second time I think he says, oh, no, not again. Yes. <laughs> he just waits for it to happen. Yes. It's so insane. It's bizarre. It's truly a nightmare. 
<laughs> Roy Eberhart, what is he doing? So yeah, it's really crazy. Okay, so 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 let's just sort of break this down. So okay. uh, the, the the movie is the 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 plot of the movie is these kids are trying to save these burrowing owls Correct. from Mother Paula's pancake house. Uh, they're trying to put up a new uh, restaurant. Yes, because uh, they're trying to stop them because uh, the Pancake House uh, lied about their uh, environmental report. Yes. They found no owls. Yes. But also, the owls are not the focus of this movie. No. The owls, like, no, there's no real moment where they, like, have a connection with the owls or you learn more about the owls. Because I love the owls. They're following me. And it's important <laughs> for me to know about them as much as I can. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, it's just really odd to me that... It's kind of like it, it wasn't about the owls. I think it was about the owls. Never like I said, forty-two minutes in, we find out that like <laughs> that's what we're actually doing here. Very cute owls. That's why though. we're watching this movie. Yeah. So I guess that's uh, that's what's going on. Yeah. So uh, they have this construction site, and Mullet Fingers for a while, I guess, before Roy gets there, sort of mm-hmm. sabotaging this construction site. He's yeah. He's removing the stakes from the ground. Yes. He is putting. Alligators into uh, porta potties. Yeah, which is cruel to the alligator. I cruel would say. to the alligator. Also, I don't know how a scrawny little like middle school kid would mm-hmm. be able to take an alligator and put it into a porta potty. It was a big alligator. Too. It was a big alligator. Yeah, he did it. Uh, he also spray paints uh, Luke Wilson's police cruiser. That's correct. A yeah. big runner in the show in this movie is uh, Luke Wilson's uh, car troubles. Probably the best part of the movie is Luke Wilson. Pretty good. <laughs> He's, He's pretty, pretty good. good in it. He's pretty good. I kind of enjoy it. He him. plays like the typical like bumbling cop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either. And I like him being a good normal guy. He's definitely great in this movie. Yes, he was. And Logan was Lerman is playing Roy Eberhart. Logan Lerman is also a kind of a a, a a hot star now. Yeah. What he's um. I get him and. Miles Teller confused sometimes. I understand that. And uh, Dylan O'Brien. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those four. I know, I, I think oh, Logan Learman's probably... Very similar. And who's yeah. the, is he the guy that's in um, uh, Maze Runner? Yes. Dylan O'Brien. Yes, that's Logan Lerman is in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Sure, he did, was great in that. Yeah, he was great in that, and he was in Percy Jackson. Oh, okay, the... And um, he's the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Greek stuff. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the Greek that stuff. Greek stuff. <laughs> Percy Jackson, colon, the Greek stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, um, and then Brie Larson. And Brie Larson went on to uh, when, be when, one of the great actresses mm-hmm. of our time. One of the greatest actresses. Yeah, she's, she's great. so talented. Room, I love amazing. Her. She's going to be incredible. Captain Marvel. She's yes. a superhero now. She's a superhero now. Yeah, it's incredible. Amazing. Um, I also wanted to talk about somebody. You might know him as golfer number two in this. He had a quick cameo. <laughs> okay, but he's kind of a guy behind the scenes. Uh huh. For um. Jimmy Buffett that we haven't actually spoken of at all yet. Really? Who is Can this? Can you guess who I'm talking about? He's kind of Jimmy Buffett's like producing partner on all media things. And he's been he's been uh like very featured in like the Escape to Margaritaville creating and stuff like that. Okay. It's Frank Marshall. Really? Frank Marshall is a big, big deal in the movie industry. He he's been working since like sixty eight. He executive produced things like um, uh, uh, Paper Moon and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. And Color Purple. He Great. did a lot of Spielbergy stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Land Before Time, Back oh my to God. the Future. Wow. Um, uh, Indian in the Cupboard. Great uh-huh. hit film of mine. Sixth Sense. He's a superstar producer, executive producer. He's a big deal. That's He's amazing. a hot shot. 
and he's in Buffett's corner. So is he? Was he a co-producer of Hoot? Yeah, he was. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. He was an EP. He was an EP. Really? Of yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so that's amazing. Was, yeah, in that year he did the movie Eight Below, Roving Mars, uh-huh. and Hoot. Wow. And then after that, it was Born Ultimatum, Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Arguably a bigger year for him. Arguably. <laughs> Some would say that might be a bigger year. <laughs> and also, just to clarify, yeah. the movie I just mentioned, uh, which was Eight Below, he directed it. He did not produce it. So he's so the he, director-producer. And he is involved in Escape to Margaritaville as well? He's involved in it. Uh, yeah, he was like one of the big producers for the musical. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So he's. we need to maybe dive into Frank Marshall. Yeah. Because Frank Marshall's a big guy in Jimmy's Corner. Wow, okay. And they're friends. I think they're close. And, and I mean, he was a golfer in the movie. Yes. And he, was a, <laughs> he had a hit cameo as, a, as golfer number two. He might have been the one that hit uh, old Roy in the head. I'm sure he was. Um, but he's also the producer of uh, Jurassic World, which is why I think we have that hot Jimmy Buffett cameo. Uh-huh. Him stealing some margaritas. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. It's I interesting. Love that. I think it's an important thing to bring up. But I another thing I want, and so we'll have to talk later about yeah. Frank Marshall. Yeah. I think he's, he's gonna a pop big up deal. at some point. Yeah. He's a big deal. I think he's he's big on Twitter. I always see him talking about How old um, is he? He's older. His yeah. name is Le Doctor on Le Twitter. Doctor. I don't know if you've ever That's seen great. Le Doctor. <laughs> um uh but he's he's a big he's a big guy. Uh-huh. Uh I wonder how old he is. Frank Marshall was born in 1946, so he's 71. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Good for him. Yeah. He's right around Jimmy's age. Yeah. You know the exact age that Jimmy is? Something like that. 71? Yeah, um, I think so. But yeah. But yeah. So it's pretty cool to see them work together. Obviously, it didn't really work out this time, but I'm glad they gave it a <laughs> shot. Um, uh, we should talk about some of the music, though. I think that is arguably was some of the best part. There's actually some good songs that came out of this movie. There are some good songs. Um, we I heard mean, Werewolves of London. Werewolves of London, which I love. It's a good one. I think it's fun. Werewolves of London. London. Why is he? Yeah. Um, He's very specific about that rhythm. There's uh, Wondering Where the Lions Are. Oh, which yeah. Which is great. I think this is a great choice. Let's listen to a little Let's bit Let's give it a it. listen. Oh, this one's really good. I love anytime there's like finger picking in a bucket song. Me too. What, is this the beginning? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, when this started, I was like, this could be really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of ecstasy's got a hold on me. Walls, windows, trees, waves coming through. You being me and I'll being you together in eternity. Some kind of ecstasy's got a hold on me. Up among the firs where it smells so sweet, or down in the valley where the river used to be, I got my mind. Ecstasy's got a hold on me And I'm wondering where the lines are I 
love that. That's a great song. I, I'd be down to see that in concert. Me too. Yeah. I think that would be a great song in concert. Yeah, I think so too. It's one of those sweet Buffett songs, which I love so much. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. I was thinking a lot about that the other day. The sentimental sweet side of Jimmy. I wish more people knew about that. I know. Delaney talks to statues. Oh, man. Classic. A classic. Uh, Les Petits Enfants. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, Chanson pour Les Some Petits Enfants. Chanson pour Les Petits Enfants. I love them. Yeah, it's great. There's it's also, great. so there's that. There's Barefoot and Werewolves of London. And there is Florida. You know, that's one of my favorites. I know it is. And I like this version of Florida. I like this version a lot, too. This one's really good. It, it doesn't have the old VHS tape sound that yeah, I love so much. it's a more so modern version of Florida. It's a more up-to-date. Sure. It's a more... Uh, Weirdly more updated, which means it's more time-centric. Uh, yes. So it's less timeless because it doesn't sound old. You yeah. know what I mean? I would say it's also like... it's. It's also like a little cuter, I guess. Yes. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it's a kids movie, right? It's a kids movie. It's yeah, a, yeah. it feels very like a very kids movie version because like yes. the Florida Days, the original, yeah. is like very contemplative and very. very it's it's a very mature sound for Buffett at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's live. Get uh, let's give this new one a listen. Let's do it. Not a good version, I guess. <laughs> nope. Nope. Here we go. Oh yeah, this is a little more like hanging out at the cabana. Kinda. Yeah, you can play this on a cruise while someone's going down a water slide. You know what I mean? I come from where the rivers meet the sea. That's why I think I'm so wild and so free. I was early in the crazy way. My folks said it's just a fake. They were hoping for better days. Now in my line of work, I seem to see a lot more than most. I write them down and I pass them around. It's the gospel from the coast. Reflection I just replay. Taking time to escape the maze. Looking for better days. It's good. It's good. I like it's it. It's good. Oh, yeah, it is. Looking to the right. Yeah, I like it. It's, I think this, it, it sounds like a version that would have been on the Meet Me in Margaritaville collection. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think like a big part of that uh, song for me is the one that's like, you know, the end. Better days. Um, yeah. So without that, because you don't hear it in the no in the movie, yeah. Without that, it's it's hard to even call it Florida Days at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what is Florida Days if it's not for the last twenty seconds? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I do always think about what do you think the lyrics "I was early in a crazy way" means? I think about those lyrics maybe daily. Yeah. What I was, does that mean? I was early in a crazy way. Means like it's, you were too early. <laughs> it's opposite of what you were last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's very well, very well. I'm stunned. That was great. I don't nice know. That's a, that's a really, really interesting lyric, though. I was, it was, I, I was early in the crazy I was way. Early in a crazy. I way. was early in a crazy way. I don't know. Maybe it's just like arriving to something like before your prime. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, like being sort of like a, like a fish out of water and like knowing it. Oh, I like that. Or like yeah. Or like I was. I got to catch. If we're thinking of like Florida days and like all the good stuff, the nostalgia, being early in a crazy way is like, wow, I I didn't know 
what I was missing. Like, so it was yeah. almost like that. I was really like, I caught all this stuff that I didn't know I was even going to catch. I'm so happy I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, know. like also too, just about like, uh, just the, the whole idea of like being up, like, you know, before the sunrise or like yeah. with the sunrise, like Florida for all of its flaws is a very beautiful state, yes. especially on the water. Yes. So like something like that being early for that and experiencing that, yeah. I could see that being a thing oh, as well. Oh, that makes sense. You know? Like you were like way early for the sunrise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you get to see it happen because it's beautiful yeah. in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to get there like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. I love that. I wanted to give one tiny addendum to Frank Marshall, by the way. Okay. Frank Marshall, independently of Jimmy Buffett, is a very powerful man that co-founded like Amblin Entertainment with like oh, wow. Kathleen Kennedy, who uh-huh. he later married. He's Kathleen Kennedy's husband. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, and uh, Steven Spielberg, so he's mm. in with that crew. Uh huh. And so he he was he was a big hotshot. Amazing. So I wanna I just wanna highlight that he's not just Jimmy Buffett's boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his um, own shit. <laughs> but speaking of boys and girls, yeah. uh, the the daughter of Jimmy Buffett, Savannah Jane Buffett, got some work on this show. She was the music she supervisor did. For, she did. for Hoot. Uh, and we have, I believe, one final track from this soundtrack. And it's one that you really wanted to talk about. It's Good Guys Win. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Guys Win. Why don't you set this up for us? Oh, well, so, like, like <sighs> the movie ends with what? I believe the movie ends with them uh, realizing that they can't break ground on uh, the pancake house. Yes, and Mullet Fingers stands in the way of a bulldozer. He stands in the way of a bulldozer, and then Luke Wilson turns the bulldozer off. Yeah. And then the guy freaks out, and then the woman who's playing the spokesperson for the pancake house Mm -hmm. fires the CEO of the company. Yes, which you can't do. (laughs) (laughs) But it was such a public statement. And also, I think there's a moment where, like, uh, Roy Eberhardt's about to say something, and Jimmy in the crowd is like, yeah, speak, speak your mind, Roy. Speak <laughs> yeah. your mind, Roy. What I love is that, like, <laughs> this, this, this groundbreaking ceremony of this pancake house. Everybody is there. Everybody <laughs> yeah. is going, the entire movie, everybody is going apeshit over this pancake Everyone house. Everyone is losing it. Well, it's a small town in Florida. It's People are so loving it. small. I can see them try to, just, try to justify it, but yes, this is a lot. Yes. This so, is like, like Everybody in the town is there sitting with like the the, the mayor who's like yeah. doing like like a thing at the groundbreaking ceremony. Yeah. It's like this whole big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And then of course, uh they say we just need to all be quiet. Yeah. If we're quiet, the owls will come out. Just quiet if we're for quiet for minutes. one minute. Which actually I was impressed with as a plot point because it was like, yeah. wow, you're telling us in this children's movie you want everybody to just sit in silence for like yeah. a minute and a half. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, and then, of course, the owls come out, and everyone sees them, and they get so excited. Then they all clap, and the owls run away, which I thought was a very smart thing to show that the owls run back in because, of course, they're going to run back in. Yes, they don't know what's going they on. They don't like the noises. Exactly. So then they were saved, and it was, you know, the song plays Good Guys Win, but also mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, I think it plays after they see that there's a bunch of condominiums going up by the shore. And Mullet Fingers goes back into the woods, supposedly, to live his life in the woods. Yes, it's and very, very strange. Because also Mullet Fingers is the, uh, Beatrice the Bear's brother. brother. And, and they're all cool with the, him just living in the woods on this call. Well, because course. they, so like what, what happened is uh, Beatrice's parents, I guess, 
shipped Mullifingers off to like a boarding school or military right, school right, right. or something like that, and he ran away. Yeah, he comes back and he's living in the woods. I don't know if his parents actually know that he's back living in the woods. There's something very sad there. They don't <laughs> very sad, and they don't wrap it up at all. We never meet no. their parents. No, and he just continues to live in the woods. Yes, this but, poor but child. we do know that Beatrice has to go home every day to make dinner for her dad. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. This movie is heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking. There are a lot of uh, plot points that do not get wrapped up. <laughs> it really should have. Brutal. <laughs> what a horrible reality. And, like, and, the, like, like the, yeah. the, one, one of the other big finales in the movie uh, is like, like the, the, the big thing that happens is Luke Wilson gets his police car back. Yes. And we're all supposed to be like, yay, amazing. But then there's this kid who's like living on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, that's a true nightmare. And then, um, yeah, and then, so then they see another set of condominiums about to go up when they, uh, Roy and Mullet Fingers look at each other and they're like, we know what we have to do. Yep. So we presume that in Hoot 2, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hoot 2, I'll be seeing you. <laughs> they're going to be taking down this condominium. Uh huh. Yeah. And then yeah. there's a lot of hotel antics, which is, uh, Maybe the inspiration for Swine Knot. Oh, uh, sure, sure, sure. I imagine this is like a Dunstan Jackson type scenario. Potentially, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 With owls, of course. With owls, of course. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so, so then they play Good Guys Win, and it's the credits song. And they, they show a lot of just clips from the movie in the credits. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's a little odd to me. But very this odd. is Good Guys Win. It is very literal as well. What else do we expect from our boy? Of course. Uh, but let's give it a listen. Oh, yeah. Love it. So you're looking for a hero. <laughs> and you can see with your own eyes. When they don't wear the mask and keep their heart to recognize. Even though these are cynical times. Not all the time. <laughs> oh, grown man gets to learn from a child. <laughs> yep, yeah, good guys win every once in a while. Yeah. A grown men can learn from a child. <laughs> That's the hook of the song. That's the hook of the song. <laughs> we're, we're stating it. I love I love seeing Buffett music in a uh, in a movie. I'll tell you. I what. do too. It doesn't I, happen often. No, and I keep thinking about when when we saw Escape to Margaritaville. They wrote about um, how they started it, and I guess Michael Malley and Greg Garcia were like throwing around the idea of writing a television show or Netflix kind of show. Yes, based on. Jimmy Buffett songs and using Jimmy Buffett songs, and I still think there's room for that. I think so too. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I absolutely think there is, and that's what I like to see. If we're making yeah. another thing, let's make that. I mean, that seems to be the next logical thing, right? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, like he, he his series. retirement communities has got a musical on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has gelatins. His gelatins. That's what I looked at, by the way. There's no gummies, but there's gelatin mix. You can get a Mexican strawberry daiquiri mix. I'm into that. I'll, I'll buy it. The gelatin. <laughs> great. 
I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> um, real quick, what are some other uh, just little tidbits that we want to bring up in this movie? Oh, yeah. Just get it out of the way, right? Yeah, just, just get it out of the way. So, uh, like, there, there's, like we mentioned, there's a scene where Mullet Finger spray paints a police car. No repercussions for that. Yes. Uh, there's this moment that I think about that the mom doesn't know whether or not it's illegal to not go to school. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. Like, is it illegal? And they're like, yes, it's truancy. Yes. What are you talking about? Why does the mom not know this? You can't do that. The mom I found to be kind of a problem. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, there's also a scene where uh, Luke Wilson comes into Roy's classroom. Jimmy Buffett is the teacher. He says, hey, I'm looking for Roy. And Jimmy Buffett uses another kid in the class as a pawn. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the weirdest. Like, I, I feel like the director He just said, pretends like that's Roy? Yeah. I feel like the director says, okay, just like improvise. And it's like very like drawn out sort of thing where Jimmy's like looking around the class. And he's like, oh, I, I, I think it's this guy in the back. And he like, they slowly walk over this kid. And like Luke Wilson puts his hand on his shoulder to try and get him. He turns around. It's not Roy. And then you see Roy like run running outside of the school. It's so weird. Jimmy's on his side. Yeah, Jimmy's you know, on his side. Mr. Ryan is, is Mr. really Ryan. trying to look out for him. Uh, uh, there's also a really uh, upsetting confrontation with uh, the bully where the you know Roy has to go to the, this bully's house and apologize because he punched the bully in the face. Yep. And it turns out that the bully lives in a sad, broken home. Yes. <laughs> and the parents, and it just leaves with the... The bully fighting his mom. Yes. Which made me really upset. It's very sad. <laughs> and also, that boy, the bully, uh, also gets detained by Luke Wilson in the police station and uh, threatened with an alligator. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> correct. And also, he develops a lisp from being punched in the face. Yes. Yes. And he loses his teeth. Yes. Uh, the greatest line in the movie is, I forget who says it. I think it's probably Roy. Uh, you want to bury those owls? You got to bury me too. Oh yeah, that yeah. might be mullet fingers. To be honest, it could be mullet fingers. Oh yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they they wrote that on the floor of a like AMC movie theater, <laughs> right next to like. Uh, this movie's no gonna be like big, guys. This movie's gonna be big. Watch. I mean, it's been it's only been twelve years. You never know how long it could a, come back. You know, a movie has to age. It could get, that's right. Like a fine wine. Yeah, it's like a fine wine. That's In right. thirty years is gonna be the most prescient film of all time. I think so. <laughs> Uh, um, oh, do you remember the scene when the bully is beating up Roy in that broom closet in the school, and then the door of the broom closet opens, and the bully gets like absorbed by like light? Yes, it's so weird. What happens there? And then, and then does, doesn't Roy uh, pass out or something? Beatrice grabs the bully, but like oh, there's yeah. like this beam of light yeah. behind him, and yeah. it looks like he's just being absorbed into heaven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Roy runs outside. He's like, "What was that?" And then he runs outside, and the bully is tied to a telephone pole naked. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which is also very upsetting. That's also very upsetting. It's hard to be a Florida kid. It must be. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough. You're homeless. You're, yeah, you're homeless. You're dealing with snakes. Yeah, yeah. Getting hit in there with golf balls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a movie. What an interesting film. If you guys have any thoughts on Hoot, please yes. send them our way. You know, you can find us on Twitter at ParrotheadPod. Yeah. You can find us on our, our Gmail account at ParrotheadPodcast at gmail.com. Have we gotten any emails yet? No, okay. not, not since Brian Harkless. Uh, and I love that email. I mean, you can't top him. that email. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great that was email. a good one. Yeah. I mean, I'll be thinking about that email. <laughs> I have a feeling we're about to get an email. Maybe almost an email. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can you see that. You might almost get yeah. an email. 
We'll There's see. someone with their finger over the center. I feel button. like we almost got an email soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna happen. Um you can find us on Facebook at a Parrot Head Podcast. Yep, Parrot Head Podcast. You can uh subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, yes. uh wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Stitcher, yeah. Google Play, all that stuff. Uh, check us out on Campfire Media. Yes, all... we're, we're now Campfire Media now, now Campfire right? Media. Officially. Officially. It's yes. officially official. We changed the name. Yes. Uh, I have some stickers for you, by the oh, way. Oh, you do? I do. I have some stickers for you. Oh, yeah. I love stickers. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I, I how many how many uh, fins are you giving this one out of five? Ooh, okay. Out of five fins, I give this one... Ooh, uh, uh, one of 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 Nemo's broken fins. Oh, one of Nemo's broken fins, <laughs> which would be like a point three. Wow, fin. <laughs> that's a point three fin. You know, you know, no, no, no. That's that's a little mean. I'm gonna give it a uh, a solid two two fins. Two fins. Two fins. You know, I'll give it a I'll give it a two fins, and I'll give the the Florides from it uh, three fins. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, like yeah. that. That's what yeah. I'll say. Fair. Yeah, fair. yeah, it's solid. All right. Well, until next time, I am Mayfair Marleybone. I'm St. Charles, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us. And guys, have a good friggin' week. Have a good friggin' week. Don't watch Hoot. Don't watch Hoot unless you... <laughs> Want to be sad. Want to be sad. <laughs> It can't be beat. Barefooting. Yeah, we're barefooting. Barefooting. Yeah, we're barefooting. Went to a party the other night. Long tall salad was out of sight. Threw away a wig and her high super shoes. Campfire. <laughs>